0: Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. Mancha, Pastor Mancha is here with us this morning. So we have Pastor Mancha for the third time. So every time we have a ladies conference every year we call her because man she's one of the best preachers I know such a lovely lovely lady such a lovely lovely powerful woman of God she blesses me every time she preaches uh so her, we had dinner with her and husband so they call us their children spiritual parents so they say children because we are younger than them spiritual parents because our church is bigger yeah. than theirs so it's a <laughs> it's an interesting mix so pastor mancha thank you so much you are most welcome let's welcome let's welcome her. thank you, thank you so much thank you. hallelujah hallelujah hey worship team yo Equipment, acoustics, yo. I felt like I was inside a CD. Like you know when you are inside. Mara. Ah, you didn't hear it. How about Jesus? Jesus? Yo. Hey. Why don't people get born again, Mara guys? Jesus did you feel yourself rising I felt myself levitating Jesus oh' it was so beautiful yo I'm so blessed yo worship team guys yo 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 it's an honor it's a privilege it's a blessing for me to be here as Murutiko uh, Keto has said in our spiritual parents house amen my, my husband was feeling very, very jealous that he couldn't come. I was like, no, don't worry. There'll be another time. We'll be able to go together. So because we've had Women's Month, uh, he hasn't preached for such a long time. And I think before Women's Month, I was preaching. And he had to stay, to stay behind and, and preach. So then I prepared this message. And the title of the message is Grow. And you know, when you're coming to Musso, you must try, man, and come up with a powerful or a relevant or a sophisticated topic. You can't just come with a topic that says grow. Grow. You know, so, but I, it, it is what it is. I've been trying. That's why I even sent my notes only yesterday. I've been trying, you know, to come up with something more powerful, but it was just not coming. I, I also suspect that it could be limited English vocabulary, that if I, I work on my vocabulary a little bit more, chances I'll I'll find better words, you know. But for now, let's work with the word grow. It will get better, Bazalwani, I promise, because as part of the message as well, I also have to grow. I'm not just asking you to grow. I so I have to grow. So, then when I was preparing this message, Muruti Tato, I then, it felt like I was, I, I was writing down person, Danielle. Then I was like, no, man, this someone will probably need six weeks to finish, so I'm already applying uh, for the five weeks to come and finish it. <laughs> so that we can deal with the shorts problem. <laughs> so, So, but then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to trust God that he's going to carry us through uh, the the, the few minutes that we have together. But more than anything, I'm going to humbly ask you to go back and read the book of Daniel on your own. Is that okay? It's a very, very short book. You can read it in a day if you choose to. But as you read it, please read it with your notebook so that as you are reading, you are able to write down what the spirit of the Lord is laying in your heart. Is that okay? Okay. So, Bartholomew, let's start here. We are going to be very busy with Daniel this morning. Let's start with Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, I'm going to mostly be reading in the NLT. Uh, Verse 17 says, God gave these four young men. And if you know, it's Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are the four young men. And if you want to know how they ended up here, where we are reading about them, uh, the children of Israel were in exile. And as they were in exile, the king decided to pick the best of the young men and train them in the ways of the land that they were now enslaved in so that they can contribute meaningfully to the land. Have you, am I also allowed to go here? Yeah. Okay. There are rules, Mazalwani, and yeah. So now, I want you to get it here that the king goes and enslaves another country. And when he captures them and enslaves them, he recognizes that they are gifts In that land, that could benefit his nation. Have you ever worked somewhere where they don't value you, but they value what you have. Have you ever been in a family where you know what, bahutia like nicks, until they need the skills that you have. They acknowledge that what you have is important, but you are not important. And sometimes, most of us walked out of those situations feeling bad. This is so unfair. I don't know why they don't uh, regard me as a person. Nobody ever asks me how I am. They just want to know, are you going to be there at conference? Sure. So the king, as much as he thought the nation of Israel was beneath them because they managed to capture and enslave them, also knew that amongst the people of Israel, there are people who have something that we don't have. And because they did not speak their language and they did not understand their processes and systems. This is not complicated when they say processes and systems, it's not a, a technical term, it's just their way of doing things. In your family, there are processes and systems. There's a way you do things in your family. When someone has died, there's a process, they will say, Malumiha sofiki." we can't discuss the program. That's a process. They will say Vasadi will decide on a menu and when they decide on the menu They know who in the morning. We go we buy vegetables. We go we order the cow. There is a system of getting the catering going So they were familiar with how things worked in their country But they didn't know how things worked where they were enslaved So for some time they had to be trained on how things worked now In verse 17, they are still going through the training. And the Bible says, for these four young men, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And God specifically gave Daniel the specific ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. Have you ever had a situation where someone has a dream and when they dream about something and they want to ask, And they say, no, if you dream about this, it means uh, someone is going to die. Or if you dream about this, it means someone is pregnant. But in that dream, there is no solution. There is no specifics. We don't know what must we do now. Must we pray? Must we accept what? No, no, no. Daniel did not have that gift. That gift that gives a vague thing that you cannot use. The Bible says his gift was the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. I want you to remember that about these four young men, that they, they could understand. They had an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. And I want you to remember about Daniel, that he could interpret the meanings of visions and dreams. Then we go to the next verse, 18 to 21. When the training period ordered by the king was completed. The chief of staff, you know, I I blessed the day I found the NLT Vazalohan we used to read the King James Version. What Between thee, thou, and art, you could not even understand what was going on. So, you know, when I read the NLT, I feel like, man, this English is for people like me, man. This English, because when I used to read the King James Bazaloni, I can't remember the last time I read the very Bible, because this one, I understand it. It's clear. It's for a person like me. I know some of you have TPTs for you, the message is for you. No, mine. Mine is the NLT. When... Bazalan, did I tell you that I, I, I graduated yesterday? I forgot to tell <laughs> you. Unfortunately, I did not put some Greek and Hebrew words in my sermon. Ish. Ish. Yeah, I was graduating yesterday in, in, in a Bachelor of Theology. Oh, Bazalwani. I felt like a pastor. I, I felt like a pastor. Hey, Bazalwani. Why didn't I come with my hood and my belt? (laughs) When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and no one impressed him as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azaria, Ashadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These are their Hebrew names. All four of them, these are their Hebrew names. For some reason, but Daniel's, Hebrew, Daniel's um, eh, 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 slave, slave name did not stick. You know how when we were in, a, in, in, in primary school, most of us, okay, not all of you, of course you guys are not old. old. I, mean, yes. I mean people like me. So when we were in primary school, we used our English names. They called them Christian names. So now I grew up, my name was Petunia. And when we were in primary school, you were Petunia. Uh, when we arrived in high school, we started being woke. We didn't call it woke though back then. But we were like, <laughs> But some people, the, those names, they couldn't get rid of them. Saluli Fina, saluli Trifosa, saluli Trifina, meganosa. Yeah. Now we managed to get rid of our petunias. So unfortunately for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they could not get rid of their slavery names. But somehow Daniel managed. No, I was just telling you, I was not trying to make a joke. I was just telling you why their names here are different from the names that you know. Then, so, they, because they impressed the king, they entered the royal service. All four of them entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any manner, in any matter, requiring, listen to what the matter was requiring that the king consulted them on, requiring wisdom, and balanced judgment. Lone, I the prayer of my heart is that in our private lives, let us pray for these things. Let us pray for these attributes. Let us pray for these skills. But these things generally do not ascend from the heaven upon us. Yes, God will give you certain things, but for those things to grow, you have to do something to develop them. Yeah. Most of us, if you are a preacher, 20 years ago you were preaching like this and they told you you were powerful. 20 years later you are still preaching like this. They are still telling you you are powerful. Because they are still telling you you are powerful, you don't see the reason to grow. You are missing out on something else that God has for you because you choose to stay in your comfort zone. Now, the Bible says he found them. You know what I like about the book of Daniel is that it quantifies so that you can understand that they were not slightly better. They were not twice as good. The Bible says he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained in the royal service until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. When people don't understand what God has given you, they compare it to the closest thing they know. That's why when they want to talk about us as as preachers, they will compare us with some gomas because they don't understand what we carry. They know that it is the anointing. They know that it can do something in the spiritual realm, but they have never seen something like it. So they compare it to the closest thing when they don't understand you as a worshipper they compare you to hip-hop artists they compare you to Mascandi artists they don't understand that you what you do is not singing only do you see what i'm saying so the world could not understand the gift that what daniel had they had never seen it it didn't make sense they said hey these people they can tell you a dream you did not tell them. They are like magicians. Another one said, no, they are not just magicians. They can actually pray about things and change things. They're like, no, they are like enchanters. They can evoke the spirits because they had never seen anything like it. Your problem is that when they label you, when they label you, you start to conform to the label. Do you know Hore, that's why? In our In our, what I should call, worship industry, a person will even say, but in the secular industry, they pay us a deposit. Why don't they pay us a deposit at church? Because they labeled you as a musician. You misunderstood who you were. When they introduce us, When we are speaking in corporates, they say, mancha, and then and then she's a motivational speaker. They will say you are a motivational speaker or an inspirational speaker because what you carry does not fit into what they know. And if you are not careful, you will confirm to what they call you. Now, let's move on. Hey, what a long portion of scripture. Jesus, Daniel chapter 2. Hi, let me just open it in my Bible app uh, because I don't think I want to read all of it. Uh, Daniel chapter 2. We'll pick up a few verses from there and then we'll move on. Where does Daniel stay? Where is Daniel working where we are reading? Does anybody want to tell me where Daniel is working? Huh? In the king's house, in the palace. He, That's where he works. Daniel, the Bible says... Um, Up until the first year of King Cyrus, he was working in the royal house. You are a slave in a foreign land and you are working for the king. For most of us, myself included, I don't even want to lie. I would have said, Bazaar, now nah, I've arrived. I'm so blessed that even when I'm in slavery, God does not just put me anywhere. God puts me in the palace. Even the people of this nation, some of them have never seen the door of the palace, but I work there. I would be giving testimonies left, right, and center. God uh, is not limited by the circumstances of whether you are in slavery or not, He can put you in the palace. You can eat the food of a king, even though the world thinks you are in slavery. Hey, hey, I, I hey, I would testify for days. I would be like, the devil thought he had me when he brought me into slavery. But God, have you ever heard a message that said, "But God"? Hey, that would have been me. Chapter two. Daniel had a dream, uh, the king had a dream. One night during the second reign of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had such disturbing dreams that he couldn't sleep. He called in the people that he associated with the interpretation of dreams. He called in magicians. He called in en- enchanters. He called in sorcerers and astrologers. He, he brought signs he brought a a, 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 a spiritist he brought he, he brought everything he's like guys i need help with oh, i need help from every direction who can we get that can interpret these disturbing dreams that i have hey hapanebukhadneza lena walapisha bazalwane The Bible says, I mean, can you imagine? They are his dreams. He himself cannot interpret them, but he wants to make it another person's problem. The Bible says he demanded that they tell tell him what he dreamed. As they stood before the king, he said, I had a dream. That deeply troubles me, and I must know what it means. Then the astrologer answered the king in Aramaic, long live the king, tell us the dream, and we will tell you what it means. But the king said to the astrologer, you know, when you prophesy, you prophesy generic prophecies that you know are relevant to everyone. You come to a university to preach, and you say, the Lord is telling me that some of you owe your fees. The Lord doesn't have to tell you. At university, there's always someone who owes their fees. So he says, I know you guys, chance. I'm not going to give you a rope. I want you to tell me what did I dream uh, I am serious about this. If you don't tell me what my dream was and what it means, you will be torn limb from limb and your houses will be turned into heaps of rubble. But if you tell me what I dreamed and, and what the dream means, I will give you many wonderful gifts and honors. Underline that. I will give you many wonderful gifts and honors. Just tell me the dream and what it means. How are we going to know, uh, to know this thing? <laughs> then the king was ready uh, to to kill them. Verse 12, the king was furious when he heard this and he ordered that all the wise men of Babylon be executed. And because of the king's decree, men were sent to find and kill Daniel and his friends. Akiri, they've labeled you with the magicians and the enchanters and the astrologers. It doesn't matter that you were not there it does not matter when they say we want all the people who preach to be executed they will go looking for you so but daniel they are chilling there trying to fix do whatever it is that they do in the palace and then they just hear you are being fetched because all people like you are getting killed when ariok the commander of the king's guard came to kill them listen daniel handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. Ah, thank you Ariok, and I was not there. No, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't get a chance. No, this is not fair. Why mean, am I being killed when the other people are getting killed? Look at how Daniel is dealing with the situation. He's, he, the Bible says he handled it with wisdom and discretion. He asked Ariok, why has the king issued such a harsh decree? So Ariok told him all that happened. Daniel went at once to see the king and requested more time to tell the king what the dream meant. Then Daniel went home and told his friends Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah what had happened. He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret, so they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. And this is the praise. Please read it on your own. It's a very, very important portion of scripture. Verse 24. Then Daniel went in to see Ariok, whom the king had ordered to execute the wise men of Babylon. Daniel said to him, don't kill the wise men. Take me to the king, and I will tell him the meaning of his dream. Ariok took uh, uh, Daniel to, to the king. Daniel explained the king's dream. And now, Uh, We come to verse 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar threw himself down before Daniel and worshipped Daniel. Not worshipped the king of Daniel, worshipped Daniel. And he commanded his people to offer sacrifices and burn sweet incense before Daniel. The king said to Daniel, The king knows. The king knows the real source of the power. But he's pretending like he doesn't know. Listen to what he says next. Truly your God. He knows that it's not Daniel. Because he would have been saying, truly your gift. Truly your anointing. Truly, you know, your influence. He says, truly your God is the greatest of God's. The Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this secret. Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon, as well as chief over all his wise men. At Daniel's request... The king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in charge of all the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel remained in the king's court. Do you remember my testimony earlier? That but God testimony and that but God testimony was before we had even reached this level. Now, now I can tell you, Bazalwani, the reason why God brought us into exile was for me so that he can elevate me and show you and show you his goodness upon my life as Daniel. Daniel could have used this opportunity to make the entire exile about him. I am so saddened, Pastor Kogetsu, by our preachings in the women's conferences. My heart hurts because Mancha will tell you about her life. And how God has blessed her. And how God made sure that she goes through all the sufferings of her childhood. The reason why she suffered in her childhood was because of what she was carrying. And we see it in the conference. And we listen to the God of Mantra and we listen to the anointing of mancha and we listen to the influence of mancha and mancha keeps increasing and increasing and increasing and god keeps decreasing and decreasing and decreasing and i see daniel did about him. A man who continued to seek the Lord. A man who continued to find out why are we here? Because we are not here because of Daniel. Why is it that in this season, women are gathering all the time? Why is it that in this season, women are rising as preachers? What is the significance to the kingdom? Not to Mancha? Are we going to miss a season that has never been and that will never come back because our services are a fashion parade? I live in a conference. I'm not telling you a story. I'm telling you my everyday experience this day this season that we are in is for a short time when the time is over the church will never give us this baton again because we are irresponsible Whoa. The pastors will refuse with their pulpits because we are not responsible. Chapter 4, verse 19. Daniel, in verse 19, interprets another one of the king's dreams. Chapter 5, let's go to chapter 5 so that we can finish here. In chapter 5, it's one of those famous scriptures that you know where there's the writing on the wall. So, Daniel gets an opportunity to interpret dreams for both King Nebuchadnezzar and King Cyrus. And in their rebellion, Daniel tells them, repent. Repent. Because if you don't repent, in Nebuchadnezzar's case, you are going to be like a wild animal which happened to him. He repented and God restored him back to power. In Cyrus's case, after Daniel interpreted what that menemene teke writing meant, uh, Cyrus did not, did not repent and then he died. <laughs> and, 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 and then, and then, and then, we say it's what? It's not menemene. <laughs> 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 so so am um, at the height i don't think there was any position in the kingdom that was higher than daniel's position while i'm there both kings have dreams whose interpretation is not positive i have to tell them that if you don't repent this is what's going to happen to you And I'm sitting there thinking, no, I still want to be famous. I still want to preach at all the conferences. No, 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 no. This thing of preaching some message, where I'm rebuking the people I'm preaching with, where I'm rebuking the hosts, ah, they won't call me again, I can't. Ah, no, I can't. And what do we do? We conform. When there's a segment in your women's conference about business, You don't care that the business owner is not born again You don't care that they slept their way to the top. You don't care that they are homosexual You just want the biggest name and Then they come and they say and then business development. They don't tell you I made a pact with the devil I am sleeping with his sons so that I can get here. You are exposing your people to that and when they try to do those things in their businesses, those things don't work because they don't have the full story. Yeah. I know your life is not right. I know what Rafat and said, but I'm like, ah, but you are you are a crowd pooler. You know, that's what they call them. You are a crowd puller. We are going. Daniel did not compromise. Daniel said, This is what God says. And Daniel was not worried about the consequences upon his own position. The only thing that Daniel was concerned about is telling the king what the Lord said. The impact of that message was not his responsibility. His responsibility was to convey the Lord's message to the king. Now that I think about it, ah, God did not bring me into exile to elevate my name. God brought me into exile because he needed a messenger to speak to the king. I am not here because of me. I am not here because God is enlarging my territory. I am not here because my name must rise. I am here because God has a mission. And in that mission, he needs a person that can hear from him. Why do you work? Why do you work where you work? Why are you in the family that you are part of? Why do the type of people that have problems like this keep on coming to you? You are advising from your mind. You are advising from your experience. You are advising from your education. And here is God who is saying, I brought you into this place because I wanted my voice in this place. Let's finish, Mazalwani. Let's leave the other verses for the other preachers so that they can also have something to preach. Uh, Let's go to Psalms 24. You know, when I, I started preaching a little bit more than I used to, I think two or three pastors, a couple of pastors, invited me. After inviting me, it's like they called me as, a, as an afterthought. And then they like, Pastor Mancha, you are not like these women. Okay. I said, "How Murud, it's too late. You have already invited me and you put my face on the poster. So you should have asked me before you invited me. And then I, it was, I mean, I just, I just said it as a joke and I got worried. What does that this man mean? Then when another person asked me, then I, I started, then that one I asked him, I'm like, how? You are not the first person that is asking me, Hore, am I not like these women preachers? What do you mean? Oh, no, 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 no. Women preachers when we invite them to come and preach in our churches, they see it as an opportunity You know, and I just laughed because if Muruti uh, Mulawlo has invited me at his church and I want to preach and say, in, the, in churches they don't give us an opportunity. Where am I? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm in church. Now I say in church, how? Now Muruti is like, this ho-ho-zella. I invited her to come and preach at my church. Now she's saying, I actually I'm never gonna be, uh, invite her again. Then another one says to me, Mancha, are you not one of these women who just cry and pray? I said, huh? I, Like you know, because you get offended. I said, Hey, I was like, it's maybe the spirit of the Lord. If the spirit of the Lord says, because there's a verse in the book of Jeremiah, if you don't know that says, uh, let the older women, uh, yes, yeah, you understand wailing. So, okay, maybe the, those women, they had that verse, which is true, which is a, a right thing to do. It, but I, I don't think it's, it's, it's necessary to happen the whole night. This one, is this thing live? I, no, I, so it's a very famous church. The person I wanted to tell you about is going to see this thing. Hey, when I was in another church in Pretoria, hey, Pastor Luan, yo, look at me diverting. Oh, God, forgive me. So I was in, in saints, saints, ney? And I'm preaching at a women's conference. And then I'm preaching. I'm serious. You know, Pastor Lone, this thing of asking for honor when God has called you to come and preach. You must just preach. Did we call you or is it God that called you? If you want honor, ask for it from God. Then I was telling them. Then we went somewhere in Giani. We were preaching. And then when we were preaching, I was with Tendo. The place was so dirty. The food was so dirty. And Tendo started crying. County Tendo's friend was in the audience. And I don't know how she got it. At that moment, she recorded me and sent it to Tendo in PE. Tendo and it's like mancha. Then, noise, you will receive mancha with an uh, exclamation mark. Mancha. I'm like, how? Oh, nana, what's wrong? Mancha. Why are you preaching about me? What are you? She sent me the video card. Ah, oh, no. I was just trying to make a point. Hey, I'm, I'm not doing it again. Psalms 24. Psalms 24. I had to apologize. Psalms 24. This one, I'm going to go back to New King James on it. Verse 7. Lift up your heads, all oh you gates, and be lifted up. So, ah, uh, the first thing I was like, gates have heads. Have you ever thought about it like that? Yeah. Gates have heads. And those heads can be lifted. Have you ever thought about it? Because that's, that's what the psalm is saying here. It's that in the psalm, we are talking to the gates, and we are saying to the gates, lift up your heads, all oh you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting Doors. Doors. Can we talk to doors? Can we? And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory why do you work where you work why are you in the industry that you are in why do you go to the companies that you go to they are looking at you they think you are the cleaner they don't know that you are there to command the gates they don't know that when you walk in Jesus is walking in why are you in this city why are you in Pretoria why are you here So that the gates of this, do you know the history of this city? Do you know what happens and what happened in this city? Why are you here? You're not here for you. You're not here for your name. You're not here so that the name of Musa can rise. You are here because when you are here, Jesus is in the city. When you are here, Jesus is in the room. I pray for you. That you may not be blinded by your position. Daniel could have said, I'm just a slave. There are other people who are bigger than me. There are other people who know more. There are other people who grew up speaking the language. I only just started speaking it now. Have you ever been in a church and God gives you a word and you disqualify yourself from telling a relevant person that word? Because you don't understand that is not about you. It's about he that is in you. Who is greater than the one that is in the world. It's about that power that Muruti was speaking about earlier. That raised Jesus from the dead. That is also alive in you. So when you are here in the company... In the city, in the country, in the continent, in the home where you come from, in the community where you come from. The reason why you are here is because in other cases, you are the only link between Jesus and this place. There would be no God in this company if you were not there. There would be no God in this industry if you were not there. The reason why you are there, you are a bridge. You don't belong here. You don't come from here. You come from this God. But the reason why you are here is because God has a message for this place. And no one can hear him in this place. That's why he had to transport you from your village to come and live here. Because there's a message that you have for this place. Heavenly Father, Daddy, we just want to say thank you for opening our eyes. We see differently now. We'll never look down on ourselves because it's not about us. It's about you. It's about lifting up your name. It's about making your message known. It's about preaching and singing what is not popular. Not because we want our names to rise, but because we want the message of the kingdom of God to spread to the nations. Daddy, we are available. Just like Daniel, we are your servants. We are ready to be used by you. We are ready my father to speak any message. We are ready my father to deliver it in any way that you have planned for us my father. We are not going to be afraid of embarrassment. We are not going to be afraid of death. We are not going to be afraid of the cancel culture. We are going to speak the truth as we receive it in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.